Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. But I mean, look at Cedric Wilson. I mean, that guy is the fourth receiver on this team. Other than Devontae Smith, he would easily, easily be the best receiver on the Philadelphia Eagles. They are loaded, and I don't think the Eagles match up with them. Joined now by the great Johnny Mac, John McMullen from Lincoln Financial Field, presented by Metta Law and Associates, health injury lawyer called Metta and Associates. Johnny Mac, first and foremost, welcome in. And everybody's healthy? We good? Everyone all right? What's going on down there at the lake? Well, you know, I, I don't know if everybody's all right after watching uh, preseason <laughs> football. I, I think the only thing missing tonight was the New York Jets in, with 90 players with half of them that you don't know. But obviously, sure. now nah, the Eagles weren't playing to win this game. And, you know, they were competitive when Jake Elliott kicked that uh, field goal early in the second quarter. You look up and it's a 10-10 game and you go, wow, what is – you know, I'm giving Jeff Stoutland all these props, the offensive line with Andre Dillard and Sue Opeta and Brett Toth and Jack Anderson and LaRaven Clark. They're still opening up holes. Kenny Gainwell looks good. Gardner Minshew's making some plays. But, boy, that Dallas offense is talented, man. And those wide receivers. And remember, Michael Gallup's hurt. He, mm-hmm. he tore yeah. his ACL last week. And they just put Cedric Wilson in, and they don't miss a beat. Uh, I mean, those guys are tough to deal with when you're playing your top players. And obviously, uh, the Eagles dressed one defensive starter, and that was T.J. Edwards, and he didn't even play. So, um, you know, they don't have – we talk about this team in general, and I think everybody looks at the draft and the three first-round picks, and they say – well, you got to add to the defense a lot, uh, and that's with the starters. So you can imagine with the backups, and that's kind of what happened as the game, the game went on. Yeah, it looked like um, Zach McPherson did not exactly look like a guy that was willing to prove himself as a rookie, at least not in this game. Yeah, and he's the top corner. Remember, and that's right. you know, if you think about this whole season, you know, the Eagles get through seventeen games for the most part. Darius Slay had the one concussion, had to leave a little bit earlier. Steve Nelson pretty much stayed healthy the whole year. 
I, I think that's one of the most important parts of why this team is in the playoffs because obviously Darius has had an all-pro-like season and Steve has been a, a very competent, complimentary corner, uh, a, a good NFL starting corner. If they lost either of those two guys and they had to go to the Zach McPhersons of the world or the Carrie Vincents Jr., you saw it tonight. You saw what likely would have happened. What about guys like Andre Diller and Tyree Jackson, who had a chance to kind of step up tonight and could affect our depth going into the playoffs? Um, I know both of them were injured. Is there any update on them? Yeah, well, Tyree, I think, is was the bigger concern because that mm-hmm. looked like it could be a potentially serious injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, our buddy Mike Garofolo comes out. The Eagles don't think it's a torn ACL. So that's what you immediately think of. So early returns are at least somewhat positive. Obviously, they'll have to wait uh, for MRIs and things like that. But usually with ACLs, they can tell pretty quickly um if it is a torn acl so that that part of it is positive uh andre is you know andre played well i mm-hmm. i andre dillard and sua opetta and we joke with jason kelsey and he calls sua the tesla stock and all that kind of stuff <laughs> I, I i they could start i'm not saying they would be but if you look at some of the offensive lines in this league they, that that could be a starting left side of mm-hmm. an offensive line in the NFL. Probably bottom 10, but still. I mean, there are some bad offensive lines in this league. They were playing great early. And LaRaven Clark as well was playing right tackle. Um, I, I'm just – I get more and more amazed by, by Jeff Stoutland and what he's able to pull off. And people in Philadelphia can sit because there's four games – at 4.30 tomorrow that will kind of decide who the Eagles are going to play in the playoffs. And you can sit and watch these games and watch some of the offensive line play, and you'll start to really, really appreciate what's going on in Philadelphia when it comes to the offensive line. Hey, John, a uh, hot topic of discussion all day long and even after the game. Play the starters, not play the starters, uh, I've gone on record on a number of platforms today and given my opinion. Your thoughts on Nick Sirianni's decision to not play as starters in this game tonight? Uh, you know, it, it, it. I agree. Personally, I'll, I'll put it this way. Personally, I don't agree with it. But for the way the Eagles have run this thing from the start, you go all the way back to training camp when we were at like day three and they were given maintenance days to the starters, to some of the veteran starters. Uh, and we talked all about over the summer how how light the practices are, were, an hour, an hour and ten minutes. The whole goal of this team has been to stay as healthy as possible. So from what they've been doing all year, it doesn't surprise me that they sat everybody because that's just their their philosophy, their mentality. I like Dallas's philosophy. I like Aaron Rodgers' philosophy. Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay has the number one seed. He wants to play in week that He's got nothing to play for, but he wants to keep playing. And and by the way, it's not the players. Jalen Hurts wanted to play in this game. De- Devontae Smith, they let him play a little bit uh, to break Deshaun Jackson's record and then got him out of there. He tried to get back in the game. They want to play. 
so it's not the players, but I don't know. I, I'm a little old school in that frame. I, I, I do think, uh, uh, you know, keeping it going and playing well. I mean, that's one of the reasons Dallas played this game. That's what Jerry Jones, they were so disappointed about the way they played against Arizona last week. They wanted to get a better taste in their mouth. And now they're probably sitting there going, we put a 50-burger on this team. Granted, it's against the junior varsity, mm -hmm. but it makes them feel good. I guarantee you that. Mm. Look at Dak Prescott's numbers. I guarantee you he's feeling good. So I, I think they're – there's some meaning to that. I think it's real. Oh, and I agree with you, by the way, John. I wanted to see the starters play at least a little bit in this game. And, and Jalen Hurts said that earlier in the week. Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith spoke beautifully about it earlier in the week about how they want to keep that momentum going. They want to build on that and go into the playoffs with that type of momentum. Uh, but as far as this particular game goes, one thing that's really great about the Cowboys winning the way they did and Prescott putting up the numbers that he did it's going to be so great to watch them epically fail in the first round of the playoffs after they're riding <laughs> such a high. I will bask in those Cowboy tears when they get bounced out about whoever they're going to play in that first round. Yeah, I mean, I, hey, I, I, I will say this, and I know people in Philadelphia hate the Cowboys, and I get it. But, I, it, you know, people have been asking me all week. There were, uh, you know, four – there was a chance, and there's still a chance – that you could play Tampa Bay, the Eagles, most likely is the most likely scenario. But there are other scenarios where you play the Rams, the Cardinals, and yes, even the Cowboys. Very slight chance, but uh, it, it still could be a first-round game against the Cowboys. Um, I think it's the worst matchup for the Eagles. Uh, you saw the first game. This game didn't uh, mean as much, granted. But people talk about the Cowboys playing the starters, and they did play their starters, the majority of the starters that were available. Oh, by the way, guess who wasn't available? Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. I mean, those are arguably their two best defensive players. Uh, and, and Mike is on the COVID list, and, and Trayvon, I think, I don't think he's on the COVID list, but he had an illness. Um, and, and obviously they weren't out there. And Diggs has intercepted uh, the Eagles every time he has played the Eagles, including the pick six against Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. This team is really, really talented. And I know Eagles fans don't want to hear that. But, I mean, look at Cedric Wilson. I mean, that guy is the fourth receiver on this team. Other than Devontae Smith, he would easily, easily – be the best receiver on the Philadelphia Eagles. They are loaded, and I don't think the Eagles match up with them. I agree. They definitely scare me, but in terms of the debate over, you know, whether we should have started Jalen Hurts and the rest of our starters or not, how much of this game was, you know, evaluating almost and and seeing where guys like Gardner Minshew and guys who haven't gotten a lot of playtime and guys like J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and uh, Jalen Rager, like how much of it was necessary for the organization to kind of evaluate their positions on the team? Oh, no, I asked Nick that in, in his press conference. I said, you know, the silver lining is you got to watch a lot of players play who don't get that much playing time mm. and who kind of stood out to him. Uh, and he mentioned Quez Watkins on the offensive side. 
I mentioned Milt Williams, who who was able to do some things. Uh, and he mentioned Mac McCain and special teams. But, um, yeah, that's that's a little bit of a silver lining, not for J.J., because, uh, my, my <laughs> God, I mean, that poor kid. I, I don't know what's going on. He was a – and I know – you know, the Eagles get killed for that pick. Uh, and, you know, because D.K. Metcalf and, you know, people don't know D- D.K. Metcalf had a medical red flag on him mm-hmm. from the Eagles and a lot of other teams. So it, he really wasn't in the mix uh, for them when they took J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. But the bigger point is it wasn't like the Eagles were the only team that liked J.J. He was a good player at Stanford. He was a big-time NFL prospect, and if the Eagles didn't take him where they took him, somebody else would have very quickly. It wasn't like they reached for him. I, he, he's playing with no confidence. That that back shoulder throw that Gardner Minshew threw to him, that's got to be a touchdown. you got to catch that. Mm-hmm. And, and the interception, um, it was a little bit high. But, I mean, he's got to bring that ball down. And then you see the confidence. And this permeates the entire I, – I don't know. that We're in week 17. I think I've talked about this 17 weeks, these rub routes. They can't run a rub route to save no, their lives. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I, and, and I just don't – and, by the way, in the same – C.D. Lamb absolutely pancaked, uh, I think it was Josiah Scott, for the first Cedric Wilson touchdown and they don't get called for uh, offensive pass interference. So sometimes it's just the officials uh, missing things, but the Eagles aren't good at it and they don't have savvy when they run those routes, but JJ as a whole, I, I mean, it's tough. It really is tough. And you start to talk about, players losing confidence and i think he's one of those players i think he just is playing with no confidence right now and so here we sit with an eagles team that spent a second round pick on jj ortega whiteside a first round pick in jalen rager and both of them have not panned out and you look at other players that were taken behind those two players that have excelled tremendously and you can understand this eagles fan base frustration in terms of how this this organization has picked certain players, but I do also think we need to give kudos and props where, where, where it's due at times, you know, you know, they found um, a Landon Dickerson, you know, who had an ACL injury, um, you know, the, the TJ Edwards, you know, they, the Eagles have gotten very lucky in a lot of places in terms of the middle round draft picks and the later round draft picks. Um, you know, they, they hit on Elaine Johnson, you know, and it looks like uh, a Jalen Hurts, who was a shocking second-round pick, is going to be a serviceable quarterback, if if for nothing more, for 2022 as they address some other areas. And I, I, I've been screaming as much as anybody, the overall draft process in recent years has been inconsistent at best. But they have found some diamonds in the rough that have really shined for this organization in w- recent years as well. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, the draft this year looks really, really good. Yeah. Uh, and y- you know how this works, Deacon. If you make oh, yeah. on your first-round picks, it, 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 it doesn't matter what you do in your other uh, picks. Be- people just look at first-round picks and say, 
And I got I got a lot of heat this week for calling Howie Roseman one of the best general managers in in in, in football. Um, but what people don't understand is, you know, that's a big job. It's not just right. a big part of it is talent evaluation. No question about it. Maybe the biggest part, but there's other parts. We talked about. We just talked about Jeff Stoutland. Well, who who got Jeff Stoutland here? Who kept him here through three coaching staffs? Who stopped him to go from Alabama? That's mm-hmm. Howie Roseman. Who got three first round picks? Who made that trade with the Miami Dolphins to get not only Devontae Smith, but he got an extra first round pick yeah, upcoming in April? All these things, the salary cap, uh, all these things. Whether <coughs> Albert Breer comes out with his future general managers list and there's 30 names on it, and three come from the Philadelphia front office, Catherine Race, uh, Brandon Brown, Ian Cunningham. Who do you think hired those people? Who do you think brings them up? That's why Jeffrey Lurie says, you know, we're a GM factory now. Uh, Before it was Andrew (laughs) Berry and Joe Douglas. Um, This is a very, and D. Gunn can speak to this as well, this is a very well-regarded, front office in the league in the league there's tremendous respect for the way the eagles do business so when you look at the most obvious one being jalen rager versus justin jefferson nobody's telling you the eagles made the right choice that's right. stipulated right. they made an awful decision but guess where minnesota is not in the playoffs right and they're going to fire their head coach on monday and, and, I, I, there yeah. are bigger decisions than one player in one position, and everybody from Bill Belichick on down has missed on first-round draft picks. Every single general manager, every single one of them. And, and, some, and sometimes you can put too much stock in having X amount of first-round picks. I mean, you look at the New England Patriots organization when they had Tom Brady at the helm. This was an organization that didn't care about draft picks whatsoever. They would trade draft picks in a minute to get a proven player already to put them in their their scheme, whether it was an offensive defense. And they are the only team for a span of more than a decade where that formula worked. Now you look at a team like the Rams who are trying to emulate them in some ways. Rams have given up a lot of draft picks to go out and get a Von Miller to go along with an Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. They're all in now, trying to win it now. They made a switch at quarterback, getting rid of Jared Goff and bringing in Matthew Stafford. Um, unfortunately, Robert Woods is hurt, uh, which would have really complimented a, a heck of an arsenal of offensive players. So the Rams are trying to win it now. Now, will that formula work for them as well? We're going to find out when the playoffs start. It didn't work last year when they got bounced from the playoffs a lot earlier than they were expecting. Now we're going to find out if the formulas work for them this year. But the New England Patriots are the only team that have been able to forego draft picks, grab other people's players, and keep that train moving. They identify in a hurry proven players that fit their schemes on both sides of the football. When you look at when you look at a lot of the, the Super Bowls that Brady has won, look at the clientele of receivers he was throwing to for the most part. He wasn't, he wasn't throwing to the likes of Julio Jones and Devontae Adams and all these guys. He was getting second, third-tier receivers. You know, he had a Julian Edelman, okay. You know, he had guys like that, he, but he had great tight end. Now, they, they put a lot of stock into the tight end, but they also felt we can use running backs by committee, you know, the James Whites and running backs like that. And when we use them up, we'll go get another one. 
you know, forget the draft picks. Let's bottle the draft picks up. You know, that formula works for them. Other teams have tried it and failed. But I think a lot of people, too, also forget, John, what Howie Roseman did did for this organization in terms of four years ago when he hit on everything strategically to put together a Super Bowl team. He gave the city something that they had never had before, which was a Super Bowl championship. And, yes, it has been four years removed. And, you know, no team is consistent, as John just talked about, when it comes to the draft. Some you some you hit, some you miss. The ones that Howie have missed on have been glare, more glaring more so in a lot of ways than some of the ones that he hit on. You know, and that's understandable when, when fans want its instant results now. You know, we, we know that it no longer takes five, six years to, to build a winning team. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Heck, we've seen teams go from the bottom of the barrel to the top in the next year. And I don't mean by winning at all, but being competitive and being in the conversation of playoffs. You know, because of the the advent of parity in the National Football League, free agents moving around as much, uh, better college talent overall coming out in the draft. Um, You know, teams are getting better a lot quicker. You know, and and Howie Roseman, you know, has been a part of that in terms of finding – I think he does a better job bringing in free agents consistently than he does drafting players, but he does deserve some of the credit and people don't want to hear this, but he does deserve some of the credit for what this team has been able to do in 2021. Yeah. And four out of five years in the postseason for the Eagles. So no seven question. teams currently Absolutely. in the NFL have made the postseason four out of five years or, or five out of five in the case Absolutely. of Kansas city. Uh, seven teams in a 32-team league. Do the math. It's less than 25%. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of teams have that kind of consistency. And look, that doesn't mean you do everything right. It's easy as we uh, – it's easy – it's absolutely correct to say this team missed on Jalen Rager at this point. It's right. even more correct probably to say they missed on J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Uh, I still don't think to this day, and I I think Nick Sirianni has done a tremendous job as a rookie head coach. I still don't think Doug Peterson should have been fired after winning a Super Bowl. 
Uh, all these are, 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 are things that you could look at and say, eh, that's not what I would have done. But when you measure their decisions, and I mean every decision, and Nick got a little, you don't see Nick get a little, uh, uh, got his back up a little bit today when somebody asked him about the COVID situation and the Eagles were trying to manipulate things. He said, no, they were sick. Bull, you know what? Uh-huh. The Eagles were trying to manipulate things, and they did it because the NFL changed their rules and they took advantage of the rules. Every little advantage the Eagles can get, they generally try to get, and they make better decisions on a consistent basis than most franchises in this league. And I'm going to say it now. Deacon's from Wisconsin, so they're the most spoiled people of all. I say this all the time because they have had Hall of Fame quarterback play for 33 consecutive years. Since 1992. And they expect it, and they don't know how the other half lives. Yeah, but see, Eagles John, here's, here's a big, pretty spoiled. Though. Yeah, but here's the bigger disappointment, John. You only had Eagles, uh, Green Bay is the only franchise that has only had two quarterbacks since 1992. But yet they've only been to three Super Bowls in that time frame. They won. Yeah, two. but listen to what you're saying, yeah. Deacon. Only right. three Super Bowls. Right. Wow, wow, wow. I know. I, mean, I know what you're yeah, saying. Okay. I know what you're New saying. New England's that been to a hundred, but most organizations, most fan bases would take three be in the three Super Bowls. I agree. Two win and say thank you very much. Do we lose? Because them? Tom Brady no. exists. People think, oh, we should go out and win seven. We should go out. I mean, that's that's never going to happen again. And remember, the one, you know, you mentioned the receivers and the Patriots. The one year they had a receiver, Randy, Randy Moss. Moss. Yep. Brady and Moss, I think it was 23 touchdowns. Yeah. They were 16-0. and 0. Yeah. That was the best Patriots team of them all, and they didn't win the Super nope. Bowl. Nope. Hey, just thank goodness we're not the Cleveland Browns. Since 1999, the Cleveland Browns have had, what, 29 different starting quarterbacks? Think about that. You're not the Cleveland Browns. It may not be what you want here in Philadelphia, but you are far from being the Cleveland Browns organization. Yeah. John, you mentioned Nick Sirianni, and I feel like you always have good insight into, you know, what he's like. You've been talking with him in these pressers and more throughout the season. What is your confidence level in Nick Sirianni and his mindset going into his first playoffs as an NFL head coach? Uh, I, I, you know, anytime you have a rookie head coach and we've seen it throughout the season, uh, you're learning on the job. It's a big job. It's, it's, you know, in a lot of ways I compare it to being president of the United States no matter what anybody says, there's no experience for it until you get the job. Because I've talked to so many head coaches, and they all say the same thing. They say, I, I didn't I didn't know how much time I, I, I would have to spend on whether it's, you know, media relations, community relations, uh, doing things uh, outside the building, in the community. Uh, how much time they had to spend away from football. Whereas coordinators, it's all X's and O's. You just work on game planning. You just, it's football 24 seven. 
and it takes him away. And, and, and he's been learning and he said this exact same thing when we asked him, you know, what has been the most difficult part of it? And I think 90% of coaches say the same thing. Uh, but he's gotten better and better. And, and, and that's what you love to see. And you don't see the, the mistakes repeated uh, time after time. And that's positive as well. But once you hit the playoffs, and again, who's it going to be against? It's, it's still the most likely scenario is going to be Tampa Bay. And you're dealing with Bruce Arians and, and Tom Brady. And, you know, that's difficult. That's a difficult matchup. And, you know, it could be the L.A. Rams. And Sean McVay has been to the playoffs now a number of consecutive years. Um, Arizona would probably be a better matchup because of, of Cliff Kingsbury. And he's uh, has a little more experience as an NFL head coach, but doesn't have a ton of playoff experience. So it's something he's going to have to go through and it's something he's going to have to learn. Um, but I think he's done a wonderful job. I, I, you know, I think he's the best rookie head coach in this league, uh, in this hiring cycle. And I got to give Jeffrey Lurie credit because, you know, a lot of people killed him, uh, when he hired Nick Sirianni and he had that first presser, you go all the way back to that. And one thing about Jeffrey, he's been very good with these coaching hires dating back to Ray Rhodes obviously Andy Reid, even Chip Kelly, uh, his first year, 10-win team, playoff team, and obviously Doug Peterson and now Nick Sirianni. He generally gets these things right. My, my question is, is he going to have the patience uh, to, to live, and I'm talking about Jeffrey Lurie now, to live through these growing pains? Because He's been here for 26 years. He's owned this team for over a quarter century now. And he was very understanding that continuity is, is best when Andy Reid was here. And ever since Andy Reid has left, he, he seems to have grown more impatient, more willing to, to jump at the first sign of trouble. I, I hope he learns from what happened with Chip Kelly and what happened with Doug Peterson. I, I mean, three years. I, I, I remember being in Minneapolis and I said, well, Doug's got a lifetime dispensation card. He just won the Super Bowl for Philadelphia. Turns out th uh, lifetime was three years. I mean, is Nick Sirianni going to win a Super Bowl? And how, how quickly does that uh, patience start to wear thin? I hope uh, Jeffrey Lurie learns from what he just went through and understands that it's a process. And just, I think he's got, I think he's got a good coach. Yeah. I think, I hope the biggest thing that Jeffrey Lurie has learned is when to back off the mistake they made with Doug Peterson. Well, see, there are teams that are organizational run and there are teams that are head coach run. And the Eagles are like the Dallas Cowboys. That That's an organization-run team. The Eagles want to have uh, – their front office wants to have a lot of say-so in the 53-man personnel in things like that. And it didn't bode well with, with uh, Doug anymore, especially after he won a Super Bowl, where they still wanted to have a hand in who his coaches were, how the roster was set, so on and so forth. And Doug said, you know what, I'm tired of this. You know, in so many words. And I'm not – 
And I'm not quoting Doug verbatim, but uh, you could be. That's exactly what happened. I, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get into all that because you know I don't want the Eagles organization calling me say, "Hey, why'd you bring this up?" What you know? Basically, <laughs> what it came down to was, you know, wait a minute. I just gave you something that your organization never had, which was that Vince Lombardi Trophy, and you still want to ride roughshod over what I'm trying to do. You still want to handpick certain entities and what I do. I think I've proven to you that I'm capable of doing certain things, but the organization still wanted to have a definitive hand in what happens on the field. So, you know, when you talk about what you hope Jeffrey Lurie has learned and what Howie Roseman has learned, I hope they've learned that if Nick Sirianni gets to a point to where he wins a Super Bowl championship for this organization, and if he wants to have a little bit more input in certain things, that they give him more leeway than they were willing to give his predecessor. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and you know, one thing, it, you know, it's a give and take. It really is because, you know, I know this organization worked very hard to get Nick uh, to be on board with Jeff Stoutland to come back. And, you know, I don't know if you remember, but uh, in the offseason, uh, Bruce Feldman, who's one of the best college football reporters in the country, Mm -hmm. uh, reported that Jeff Stoutland was on his way back to Alabama. And he was. He was on his way back to Alabama. Now he jokes about it and says it's his wife who didn't want to leave and didn't want to go back. Uh, but he was going back. And the Eagles convinced him not to. And that was the organization. And, and that's where Jeffrey Laurie and Howie Roseman deserve credit. Now, in other instances, look, what do you want to fire guys uh, and you want to scapegoat guys? And, and that's what happened. And I know we're going down a rabbit hole, but that's what happened right. with Mike Grow and, and Carson Walls. And last year was Press Taylor and Matt Burke. Um, you you got to let the head coach have his guys. And then if it doesn't work, then you point at the head coach. Right, right. Can we go back to listing things we liked about Wisconsin? Okay, cheese curds, <laughs> bratwurst, uh, title town, the ice luge they have in uh, title town. Never uh, had a cheese curd in my life. Oh my god, cheese curds are amazing. Uh, I John, love bratwurst. John, just uh, real quick, uh, Miles Sanders chance to come back play in the playoffs. What are we thinking for Miles Sanders? Yeah, I I mean the Eagles didn't put him on injured reserve, and right. they they did that for a reason. They 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 were hopeful of getting him back for the playoffs he had surgery um i don't know it seems really really quick to me so mm -hmm. maybe if they can pull off an upset and they go further in the playoffs i think it's more likely i would be shocked if we see miles sanders in the first round of the playoffs i hope i'm wrong uh we'll get a better indication as they get back to work this week uh by wednesday uh, i don't expect him to be out there though uh the good news is, though, you will have Jordan Howard. You will have Boston Scott. Uh, and Kenny Gainwell was probably maybe the best uh, Eagles player today. Mm -hmm. uh, now, the offensive line helped with that, but he he showed a lot of juice. And, you know, he's a, obviously a rookie player, and he had that little lull midway through the season. Maybe that helped his legs get through the rookie wall uh, so he can help you as well. And we know this. I mean, the Eagles ran uh, for well over 100 yards again today uh, with 
the backup running backs and Kenny Gainwell and Jason Huntley is getting elevated from the practice squad. We mentioned all the offensive linemen, uh, and they're still at 149. They right. average exactly. 161. Yeah. They're still at right. 149. So right. that's that's pretty good. Unbelievable. John, always great catching up as per usual. Uh, John McMullen joining us from uh, Lincoln Financial Field. Hope to catch up with you again next week following an Eagles playoff victory. How about that? It's possible. Hey, Tampa Bay, too. You don't want Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, but they're banged up. They're yeah, you know what? I, I, I would play. I would rather play Tampa Bay, and I've said this a number of times. I would want to play Tampa Bay first. I think you could catch Tampa Bay at the right time right now. You know, there's no Chris Godwin. Antonio Brown is basically, you know, messed himself up. Or he's not there anymore. Uh, Mike Evans is playing with a hamstring issue. The back end of their defense has been banged up. Uh, Leonard Fournette's injury. And we know Tom Brady can win with, you know, guys off the, coming off the bus. But I think if you were fortunate enough to, kept, to catch Tampa in the first round right now, you might catch them at a very vulnerable moment if all of these guys are still injured. So I would take my shot against Tampa right now. Yeah, well, I'm told you don't spit in the wind and you don't talk yeah, on Superman's yeah, cape. But I'm yeah. spit in the wind. I agree with you. I'd rather have Arizona because of Cliff uh, Kingsbury. But other than that, I would say then Tampa. And say, hey, tug on that cape. See what happens. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think there's one other thing we should appreciate. And I don't want to start a, a rumor mill, but we could, we, we could, you know, like Devin's laughing, like here goes D Gun stirring up trouble again. <laughs> no, but I, and, I, and I'm being in all, I'm being in, as sincere as I can possibly be. We should enjoy the presence of Jason Kelsey because yeah. we don't know. If this yeah, could, it be could have been his last season. game at Lincoln Financial. Well, yeah, we don't was know. Was this his last game? Bonus question. We don't here. know. Do you got to end, John? And and everyone weigh in. Was this his last game at the Link? I'll let John um, go first. I think he's coming back to play next year. Uh, I think he had a lot of fun this year. I will say this though, he does not want to play under these COVID restrictions again. Uh, because what he enjoys most is the camaraderie in the locker room and being with the guys. And if they have to be separated from each other, I don't think he has a lot of fun. So he always get, he always takes, you know, sort of some time after the season to see how his body feels. He will let the Eagles know by the start of the new league year what he plans to do. And it's up to him. If he wants to come back, he's going to be the starting center for the Eagles. They're going to work out a deal. Um, and if he wants to walk away, he wants to walk away. But I do know he wants to start thinking about the Hall of Fame and he might need a, another all-pro team or two, and that might egg him on to, to keep playing a, a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. John McMullen, thank you, brother. Appreciate you uh, coming on as per usual, my friend. Thanks so much. All right, thank you. Absolutely. Uh, John McMullen joining us right there on the live post game show brought to you by Mesa and Associates. I blacked out for like 10 minutes of that. Were we praising <laughs> Howie Roseman? Was Howie Roseman being praised? Was there an amount of time so. that we spent yeah. with Howie Roseman? How great yeah. he is all of a sudden? No, 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 no. We didn't say how great. 
No, 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 no. See, there you go. That's what happens when I you drink one too out. many espresso. That's what happens when you combine espresso <laughs> with that stuff behind you on the shelf. That's what I told you to stop this, man. Go to rehab. Something. It's called, Get this it's mix. Espresso. It's called an espresso martini, first yeah. of all. And yeah. great, great choice. We have Thank you. D-Gun. I was laughing because yeah. our producer is like yeah. in the other channel saying D-Gun and uh, John are having a powwow. You guys are really bonding over yeah. Howie Roseman. I didn't want to. Mark no. and I were like, all right, we're just going to let him go. No, no. I think I think we have chastised Howie and rightfully so mm. on a number of issues. But I do think we have also not given credit for how, to Howie where credit is due in certain situations. And that's all that's all I'm saying. You know, right. you look at some of the talent they have found. They have found some young talent. They have missed on some young talent as well. Yeah. There's not a front office in the National Football League that doesn't miss on talent. You hope you get it right more than not. And some teams get it right more than not. Where, where Howie is concerned in this organization, they've, they've changed the scouting staff several times. They've changed their approach to critiquing players. And unfortunately, the results have been inconsistent. But they have hit on some young players. And this draft in particular this year could be a good draft overall for this team down the road. That's all we're saying. See, that's what happened when you black out. You miss pertinent information. The Radisson yeah. Hotel. Appleton is nice. I like Appleton, oh, Wisconsin. Stop, that's, stop, that's where stop, Harry, Harry Houdini's from Appleton. There was the yes, Harry Houdini Museum. Yes, museum I know. Is there. Uh, the fishing. only good thing about that hotel is the Vince Lombardi Steakhouse. That's it. <laughs> the only thing that's good these about that all, These are all things I know about Wisconsin. Anyway, uh, when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to play a little game with you fine people. We're going to play a little game uh, called uh, Actual Player or fake player. We're going to have a little fun with the guys that actually played in tonight's game. Uh, some names you might not recognize, some names you might actually recognize, but we are presented by Ocean Casino Resort. Book your summer of 2022 weekend at Ocean Casino. Book it now. Go for the live shows. Go for the win. Summer of 2022 will be off the chain, so make sure you check it out, Ocean Casino Resort. More live post-game show when we return. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. 
And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 